You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into a Monday edition of the show. Hope you all are doing well and had a great weekend. A lot to catch you up on from a weekend in BYU sports without football. But the Cougars remain in the national polls at number eight. We'll react to that. We'll also talk about BYU and the chances they add another game. Some interesting comments out of the Pac-12 that we need to discuss for the Cougars. And we'll, of course, we'll catch you up on everything else going on with BYU Athletics, including some signings from the early signing period we didn't recap yet. So a lot to get to ahead on today's show. It's all brought to you today by our title sponsor, that's Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, save yourself 20% on your next order. Also brought to you today in part by our good friends over at All Guard Pest Control. We'll tell you more about both of those great companies here in just a little while. All right, with that rundown out of the way, let's waste no more time and break into it here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast from November 16th, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. And a big thank you once again for joining us on your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars here. A quick note and a shout out to all of you who listen to the show, by the way. I got our reports back from the Locked On Podcast Network yesterday. And David Locke, who, of course, is the CEO of the Locked On Podcast Network, He sends out a newsletter to us each week that are hosts on the network, kind of detailing what's going on with the network. And last week, one of the big things he was talking about were his reports of of listeners who come back regularly throughout the week to listen to the show. And there are three shows who lead the entire network, and we're one of those, speaking of Locked On Cougars. And that was very exciting to see because this is a network, folks, that has well over 150 different hosts and podcasts out there that are covering a myriad of sports, NFL, MLB, NHL, uh, college, just you name it, we cover it. Uh, NBA, all of the major sports leagues out there have hosts who cover their teams religiously and do podcasts every day. But wouldn't you believe it? Little old Locked On Cougars is in the top three in the entire Locked On Podcast Network for listenership who comes back more regularly than any other show. Like I said, in the top three, there's three other shows. Locked On Reds is one of them. And I apologize if I'm getting the third off the top of my head. But you know what? The biggest thing to take away from this is I owe you all a massive thank you for your support of the show. It is, it's marvelous to see our show, speaking of Locked On Cougars, we're the only non-Power 5 program that has a Locked On Network show. Uh, it's, it's something fun that I get to do. And for you guys to respond the way you have to this podcast, it makes a world of difference and a huge thank you just off the top of today's show for you guys supporting it. And if you haven't done so already, I'm going to add a little request for you guys hit that follow or subscribe button if you haven't done so already so that way you never miss an episode we do five episodes a week at minimum we also do some special postcast editions we react to BYU football games we have BYU covered from top to bottom and a big thank you once again for your support so hit that follow or subscribe button and join us each and every day all right with that business out of the way Let's talk about the important stuff. I think first things first, BYU, after a bye weekend this past weekend, they are now turning their attention to getting ready for North Alabama. They're ranked number eight in both of the national polls, BYU remaining static, and 
That's kind of a traditional thing with the national polls. If a team has a bye week, traditionally, unless there are a number of massive upsets that go on or teams who really are impressive, you don't really lose your spot in the national polls. So I think BYU earned a measure of respect remaining at number eight in both the AP top 25 poll as well as the coaches polls that were released yesterday. And I think that shows that the nation realizes, you know what, this BYU football team, yes, they haven't played a murderer's row of opponents, but the biggest thing they have done, they've absolutely crushed the teams they have played. I believe the average score for BYU this season is 45 to 13. BYU's just been pasting these opponents. And yes, we understand that it's not a power five team to be seen on that schedule yet, but we'll discuss that here in just a moment because some interesting uh, quotes from one of the associate uh, leaders of the Pac-12. We'll get to that in a moment. But I think BYU now turns their attention to North Alabama. And the biggest thing is, as some of these other programs, speaking of teams in the Big Ten, let's say Indiana and Wisconsin, who are 9-10 and 10 just behind BYU in the national polls, well, if they continue to win games at a high clip, especially Indiana, they've been very impressive this year. I've been very impressed with the Hoosiers. Wisconsin, the same deal, despite having to miss two weeks due to COVID-19 when they've actually been able to play, they've been a lot of fun to watch. As those teams play more games and BYU has a number of bye weeks coming up over the next few weeks or next month or so, you're going to have to worry about the fact that BYU is going to drop some spots potentially here in the polls. The good news right now is BYU's got a pretty significant lead in terms of overall points in both the coaches and AP polls. So I don't think this coming week with BYU playing North Alabama that they're in any danger of dropping below ninth or dropping to ninth and having another team pass them, but you never know. I think BYU, all they can do is go out and control the controllable, and that is win the games that are put before them. Is BYU going to schedule another game? To be honest with you guys, I don't know. I have talked to so many people, and the biggest thing with BYU is that the one thing that has been just crickets in terms of getting any quote-unquote source material on has been the scheduling game. It's a masterstroke by Tom Homo, if I'm being honest, because like I said, normally I can get people to kind of feed me some information, but it has been absolute crickets with regards to scheduling for the Cougars. Does that mean that BYU doesn't have anything in the works? That doesn't mean that, or doesn't mean also that BYU doesn't plan on scheduling a team. I just don't know. Would I like to see them play a game either Thanksgiving weekend or on the weekend of December 5th? Absolutely. I think BYU at bare minimum, if you can get another FCS opponent to come in and take you on, you do it. The biggest thing I think for BYU right now is making sure that you remain in the national consciousness by playing games, but also make sure that you're staying sharp for a potential New Year's Six Bowl slot. The biggest concern right now for BYU in the national rankings, if I'm being frank about this, is you want to see BYU stay in the top 12 nationally. If the Cougars drop outside the top 12, you can pretty much kiss the New Year's Six goodbye. If you're inside the top 12, traditionally since the start of the college football playoff era and the New Year's Six Bowl games, if you are a top 12 ranked team, usually you are getting an opportunity to play in a New Year's Six Bowl game. So that is the magic number, folks. We need to see the Cougars state number 12 or above for the remainder of this season and I think there's a good chance that BYU plays in her New Year's Six game at that point. It's going to be some nervous weeks coming up if BYU doesn't play games, especially if you have back-to-back bye weeks after this coming weekend. If you, play, if you don't play Thanksgiving weekend and also the following weekend on December 5th, it can get real nervy for BYU. 
My personal opinion is BYU should go get an FCS opponent, sign somebody up, pay them, what, $100,000? I don't even know what you have to pay them right now with COVID-19 and 2020 ongoing, and just play a game. National pollsters will react to BYU pasting an opponent, even if it's an FCS opponent. Army's out there. They've played three FCS opponents this year. They're probably not the only ones who have played multiple FCS games, but my biggest thing is for BYU to keep winning games, keep playing games, and stay in, stay in the national consciousness. If you do that, I think there's no chance that BYU drops outside the top 12 because I think they've really made their mark right now. And as if more games, by the way, one other note real quick, if more games continue to be canceled or postponed, BYU could be sitting pretty. They've played eight of their 10 games already. They've already kind of proven to the nation who they are. Will that stand by? Will that hold up over the next month or so as we gear up for bowl season? We're about to find out. But I think the good news is BYU stays static in the national polls. And after what you expect to be another drubbing this week of North Alabama, they should remain at number eight. I don't see them dropping out of that spot. But of course, we'll have to wait and see what happens there. All right, so uh, we need to talk about some comments from Merton Hanks, who works for the Pac-12 now, had some very interesting comments about some potential, uh, let's say, scheduling opportunities for the Pac-12 that may or may not have anything to do with BYU. We'll examine that here in just a moment. Before we do that, though, today's show is brought to you by our good friends at All Guard Pest Control, guys. We do a lot with this company, but I mean it when I say this. This is the best pest control company out there on the market. Regardless of where you live along the Wasatch Front here in Utah, they're capable of servicing you. They can go down to Jeweb County, Tooele County, Wasatch County, Davis, Weaver County, Salt Lake County, Utah County. I'm naming a lot of counties, but you know what? They have vehicles, they will travel, and they are happy to serve you. Seth and his team are the best of the best. They're taking the utmost precautions right now with 2020 and the COVID-19 pandemic surging here in the state of Utah. They're wearing masks. They're wearing gloves. You want them to treat the exterior of your house, but not the interior to keep yourself safe? They're happy to, happy to do that. They want to make sure you feel comfortable with their services. Additionally, they use the safest products in the industry. They're rated for daycares, kennels. You, essentially, you can take peace of mind knowing that your family or pets and everybody around you are safe with the products that they are using. And I mean it when I say it. They are the best pest control company out there. They offer two unique service plans that they're happy to unveil for you guys. If you have a one-time need, they'll come out and take care of it the one time. They're not going to bug you and make you sign a contract that requires those quote-unquote follow-up visits that other companies will make you do. Additionally, they also offer a quarterly pest control program that come out once every three months, make sure your home is completely taken care of year-round, so that way you have that barrier up, you can be safe on the inside and have that peace of mind knowing that no creepy crawly things are going to be popping up and bugging you. That's what I love about All Guard Pest Control. Call them anytime you need their services. That's 801-851-1812. Once again, their phone number 801-851-1812. Or you can learn more by going to their website, All Guard Pest Controls with an S. That's allguardpestcontrols.com. Allguardpestcontrols.com. I love this company, guys. Seth and his team are the best of the best. Make sure to tell them the Locked On Cougars sent you when you give them that call or reach out. Once again, the phone number, 801-851-1812. Or check them out now online at allguardpestcontrols.com. As we mentioned a little bit earlier on in today's podcast, BYU you're not getting ready for a game against North Alabama, but there are all kinds of cancellations and postponements going on all over the country, and especially in the Pac-12. 
The University of Utah had their second straight game canceled over the weekend against UCLA due to the Utes not having enough players or not having the threshold of enough available scholarship players to play that game. Who knows what this week holds for them as they get ready to take on USC. I'm not even going to begin to guess if the Utes are going to play a game, and I know that many of you want me to talk no part of anything University of Utah, but the Pac-12 had an interesting comment put out there. Uh, Kyle Bonagura, who covers the conference for ESPN, talked with Merton Hanks. He is the new Pac-12 Associate Commissioner for Football Operations. And according to Kyle Bonagura's tweet yesterday, it said that Merton did not want to get ahead of the conference on the potential for changing the rule to allow non-conference football games, but, quote, we'll certainly take a look, I'd imagine, he said, unquote. Um, Okay, so Merton Hanks, if you're going to allow non-conference games or actually even consider the notion... I guarantee that Tom Homo and BYU are more than happy to have a chat and work with you guys if you need a game. Already one Pac-12 game scheduled for this weekend has been canceled. That is the Colorado-Arizona State game. Uh, The Sun Devils had their game this past weekend against Cal canceled due to a number of COVID-19 cases inside the Sun Devils program. Well, they've already nixed this weekend's game. Rick George uh, from uh, the University of Colorado, excuse me, Colorado University, CU Boulder, already said that they're exploring playing a game, quote, we'll look at any and all options about us being able to play a game this weekend, unquote. Well, hey, uh, Boulder, you want to buy out North Alabama and play BYU? I'm sure the Cougars would be amenable to that idea, but I don't think that necessarily is going to come to fruition. I think BYU is more than content to play North Alabama they're going to reward this team that stuck with them despite all of the schedule cancellations and the revamping BYU had to do. If you recall, at one point in August, BYU was down to two games on their schedule. It was a, a supposed to be a, a road game, excuse me, a home game against Houston and a home game against North Alabama. I don't see uh, Tom Homo and BYU going out there and saying, you know what, North Alabama, thanks, but no thanks. Uh, I could be wrong about that, but... I think if the Merton Hanks quote about we'll look into this about changing the rules to allow Pac-12 teams to play non-conference games is legitimate, you may see BYU maybe over one of the next two weekends, either Thanksgiving weekend after this weekend or December 5th. If there's a Pac-12 team that can't play, if I'm BYU, I'm keeping my guys ready to go because there may be a potential for a game to come together. Obviously, they won't play on a Sunday like we saw with UCLA and Cal yesterday after they were kind of forced together due to cancellations of their previously scheduled games. But if there is a team, if what we're talking about with Arizona State and Colorado yesterday where they're already canceling that game for this coming weekend, if I'm BYU, I'm calling right now, talking to the Pac-12 offices and saying, you know what? You tell us when and where, and we'll do it. They want to come to Provo? Great, but we're happy to travel to them. The Pac-12 footprint, folks, is a real easy footprint for BYU to travel to. Arizona, California, Oregon, Washington, Colorado, and just up the road at University of Utah. You can get there really easy, really quickly, and BYU, if you can get a Power 5 team that people have been dogging them about and beat them, well, guess what? I think that just ticks off another box in the, well, BYU doesn't play anybody. Well, we just beat a Pac-12 team if you beat them. That would really change the conversation for the Cougars, I feel like, with some of the national talking heads. I think it would be a marvelous thing if it comes to fruition. 
2020 has been really weird. I have thought all along that all of these uh, programs, speaking of all of the college football programs around the country, the biggest thing they've needed to be is to be flexible. We've talked about that in the context of BYU and their flexibility. But additionally, just all the programs around the country, I would just encourage them to be flexible and open to all options. It's good to see Rick George, the Colorado AD, saying, hey, we're going to look into every option to play this weekend. It's good to see Martin Hanks, who's one of the associate commissioners of the Pac-12. Like This guy's got power, folks. He's one of the guys on the short list to replace a guy like Larry Scott with the Pac-12 should Larry Scott leave or be fired at some point. I think that these comments coming out are actually quite encouraging. Does it ultimately yield a game for BYU? I can't say that for sure, but it's very encouraging to see them at least entertaining the notion of playing non-conference games because at that point, all bets are off. The Mountain West Conference helped BYU by adding the Boise State or re-adding the Boise State game to their schedule as well as a game against San Diego State. I know they moved the date. It was a game that was also scheduled for BYU. They moved the date into December. But the good news is, is these programs have been helping BYU out. If you can get the Pac-12 on board and get to that quote-unquote Power 5 team that you get on the schedule and you beat them, man, it changes a whole lot of things for BYU. And some of you, when I tweeted some of this stuff out yesterday, actually some very interesting comments. Um, first off, Paul Sherrington, longtime listener, longtime supporter of the podcast, at Paul Sherrington, as I tweeted this out, said, CU Boulder want to buy out North Alabama for BYU football. And he said that North Alabama doesn't have any games scheduled for the next few weeks. Just give them 100 k or whatever to update their travel schedule to the next weekend. It's not a bad idea, honestly. I don't think that's going to come to fruition, Paul. But hey, might as well. Might as well approach it. Because North Alabama, they've played three of their four scheduled games. Their, their last game scheduled this fall is the game against BYU. If Colorado wants to play BYU this weekend, you have to do a lot of gerrymandering and a lot of schedule adjustments. But if you can get them to sign off on it, yeah, go right on ahead. Take on the, the buffs. That's a 2-0 team. They've actually had a great start to their season. I think it'd be a fantastic addition to BYU's schedule. Frankly, I, I will take any and all Pac-12 teams. I, I just think that it, the biggest thing is BYU needs to chase this to the ends of the earth. Do as much as you possibly can to sell the Pac-12 on it and lock it in if at all possible. If they say no, you know what? If I'm BYU, you did what you could. You go reach out to them. You do what you can. You try and sell them on it. And if they ultimately come back and just say no, you know what? You move on at that point and say, you know what? We're, We're standing pat with our 10 games. And if something else comes up, we'll chase it. But in the meantime, I would do everything within my power to go out and absolutely chase a game like this, especially if these comments from guys like Merton Hanks and Rick George are legitimate and they're sincere. If they want these games... BYU, go give it to them. You take on any opportunity you can get to get a Power 5 team on the schedule. You've got essentially three weeks here to work with because, let's be honest, you could call North Alabama tomorrow if you're BYU and say, you know what, the game's off. Sorry, here's your check. If you guys want to reschedule next weekend or the weekend after that, we're happy to do it, but we got to keep ourselves available in case the Pac-12 is serious. I'm hoping we hear a little bit more about this, maybe during media availability today from Kalani Satake. We'll be sure to ask him about it and see what his thoughts are on it. But if you're making me BYU athletic director for a day, I am chasing this as far as I possibly can until they just give me a firm no, we will not schedule BYU. 
you continue to entertain the option and you tell Larry Scott, Merton Hanks, whoever it has to be in the Pac-12 offices that we're available, we will travel, we don't care. We just want a game or games. And we're happy to be that guy you call. Let's say uh, you have a game scheduled on a Saturday. You find out it's canceled on Monday. You call BYU on a Tuesday. If I'm Kalani Satake and his team, I have my GAs on standby to begin film breakdown immediately. And you prepare on a short week. You, you just do it. Plain and simple. You go chase these games. And that's just my personal take on it. You guys can weigh in with it. Follow the show on social media. Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Locked On Cougars. My personal Twitter handle, if you'd like to weigh in there, is Jacob C. Hatch. And of course, you can email the show anytime, lockedonbyu at gmail.com. Let me know your thoughts because I really do think that these comments, they actually make me think that there's a chance here that BYU could get that Power 5 team on the schedule. It may be wishful thinking on my part, but if they're serious about those comments, you make sure that you make a pitch to them if you're the Cougars. All right, we will catch up on some of the other news and notes involving BYU football and other BYU athletic programs here in just a moment. Today's title sponsor on the show is our good friends at Built Bar, guys. We've told you a lot about this company over the past, well, almost a year, I think, at this point with Built Bar. But I love Built Bars. They're delicious. They're soft and easy to chew. They're covered in 100% chocolate. And I mean it when I say this. They taste like a candy bar. They're the best tasting protein bars I have ever had in my entire life. So I would encourage you guys to check them out. What I love about Built Bars, they're low calorie, low sugar, but high protein, high fiber. They're the perfect snack for the health conscious guy or gal. They're the perfect fit for the keto diet if you're doing that type of a thing. Essentially, they are the perfect complement for anybody's diet. I would encourage you guys to give them a shot. 18 different flavors of Built Bars, guys. They're absolutely delicious. My personal favorite recently has actually been the peanut butter flavor. I really, really like it. I don't know why. I'm not traditionally just a plain peanut butter guy, but these peanut butter Built Bars have been absolutely tasty. I would encourage you guys to try that out or one of the other 17 flavors they have available to you. You can go to BuiltBar.com to learn more about them. This is a great company. I've been a great sponsor with us here on the Locked On Cougars podcast, as well as the entire Locked On podcast network. And right now, if you use the promo code Locked On, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, you'll get 20% off your next order. Great company, a great product. I want you guys to check it out. That's BuiltBar.com. Use that promo code LOCKEDON when you stop by. Save 20% on your next order and enjoy the best tasting protein bars on the market. All right, as we close out this Monday edition of the show, I'm going to pass along a little insider tidbit for you guys. And it may not affect BYU, I think, in the near term, but it's something to pay attention to as they get ready for a guy like Zach Wilson potentially leave the program after this year for the NFL draft. And that is that Jaron Hall should be back at practice either this week or next week at the very latest. He's been out since fall camp with a hip issue that he's just kind of been dealing with. Uh, Aaron Roderick, when he joined at DJ and PK in the morning last week on the Zone Sports Network, the show that I work on in my day job, he said that it's something that BYU wasn't necessarily a super serious deal, but they wanted him to get right. They just wanted him to be fully healthy. That's something that's been dogging a guy like Jaron his entire time as a BYU Cougar, is just never being 100%. But what I'm hearing is he is either going to practice this week or he'll be back in practice next week. And that actually is a very good sign for the Cougars because he makes that quarterback room all the stronger. And he's going to be a contender next year for the starting job 
if and when Zach Wilson moves on from the BYU football program. There'll be no shortage of contenders. We all know this. You have Baylor Romney, Jaron Halls we just are talking about here. You're going to have Soljay Maiava who thinks that he has a chance, or so, excuse me, Soljay Maiava Peters officially on the roster, and then Jacob Conover also in the mix. They've all got aspirations of being the starting quarterback for BYU, and for good reason. But it's good to hear that Jaron Hall is nearing his return if he has not made it already. And I think if he is practicing, you have a three-headed monster at quarterback that you know can win football games. They've been proven options in games. Baylor Romney won games for BYU. Jaron Hall, he didn't necessarily finish a game that he won, but he had BYU on track to win it. I'm speaking of the Utah State game, and he would have won that game had he not been knocked out due to a concussion. So it's good to hear that he is on his way back. So just a little insider tidbit for you guys to pay attention to. And you can pass it along to your family and friends. And by the way, tell them to listen to this podcast. A couple other things before we go on today's show. I want to congratulate Bruce Brockbank and the men's golf program. They have signed Tyson Shelley out of Skyline High School to their roster. Uh, Shelley is actually a fantastic player. Won the 5A uh, state title this past year with a score of 63-65, which is 16 under, the lowest individual score, 36-hole score in Utah prep history. This kid is a serious player, and he's going to make BYU men's golf another great addition to this roster. Bruce Brockbank has had some great teams over the past few years, kind of rebuilding right now with some guys on the roster. But Tyson Shelley makes him extremely strong. He's also the 2019 Utah Junior Golfer of the Year. So this is a kid who is going to bring some serious poise and some game to the BYU golf program, who has a number of great players already in it, guys like Cole Ponich here locally, etc. But... This makes BYU men's golf even stronger, and congratulations to him. And then finally, congratulations to Sarah Hampson, BYU women's basketball star center. She's been named to the Lisa Leslie Award watch list, and it honors the top women's center in women's collegiate basketball nationwide. A national committee of top college basketball personnel determines the watch list of 20 candidates. So it's a cool thing to see a player like Sarah Hampson be named to this. She's a six foot seven senior from Linden, Utah. She was the West Coast Conference Women's Basketball Defensive Player of the Year last year. For some reason, only made the second team after being the Defensive Player of the Year in terms of the postseason awards. I don't know how to describe that. It just seems weird to me that your Defensive Player of the Year only makes second team honors on the All-WCC team, but whatever. Regardless, it's good to see Sarah Hampson getting her opportunity to really show what she can do. And she has an incredible stat line, by the way. She averaged 7.3 points last year, so okay, decent. 7.8 rebounds and 4.7 blocks per game. There are only two people in front of her on the career blocks list in BYU women's basketball history. And those would be her sister, uh, Jennifer Hampson, and her mom, Tressa Spalding Hampson. This is a dynasty of great basketball players for women's basketball. And Sarah Hampson, just the latest in that long line. And a big congratulations to her on this well-deserved honor. All right, that'll do it for this Monday edition of the show, guys. A big thank you for your continued support. It's a blast to talk with you guys each and every day. We'll recap what we learned from BYU media availability tomorrow. Also need to get to some comments at some point this week. More from Aaron Roderick. Had some very interesting comments he made to DJ and PK last week, and we'll talk about those. We'll play some of them coming up throughout this week as well because I think he lent some insight on how BYU has really become a juggernaut offensively 
and it's legitimately years in the making. So we'll break into that at some point here during the week and make sure to join us each and every day. All right, that'll do it. A big thank you once again for supporting the show. Like I said, make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you're listening in from so you never miss an episode. It populates right there in your podcast feed and are available to you whenever you want it. Have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for November 16th, 2020, and we will talk to you guys tomorrow. Thank you.